Welcome to Awards Radar, the podcast, a weekly discussion of the awards races, Hollywood news, and the films you should have on your radar. Here's your host, Joey Magidson. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Awards Radar podcast. Now coming to you, Steve Free. Just temporary, just a week. Uh, one of his kids doesn't feel well, and I think he might not feel super well, so gave him the night off. Also, we recorded kind of slightly impromptu. You won't be able to tell. It'll be a mess anyway. Don't worry. We it's don't the, kind of, it's the kind of mess you've come to know and love, I would hope. Oh, you've signed up for this by now. Um, it's that weird period of time where there's post nominations. We've kind of picked that carcass clean and there's not a whole lot new to talk about. So we'll break out some games. We have some questions, a couple of random musings and um, we'll see how it goes. I don't think we're going to suddenly have a 45 minute episode, but you know, if so, we'll figure it out. Um Quickly, though, I want to I, sometimes we have the random conversation topics. I want to ask you I was going to ask Steve, too, but we can do it this week. Um, you know, in the past, I've asked about like best movie date experiences and worst and things like that. And we've kind of talked about those. I think you sure. told one that was with Kelly and then one about Kelly and someone else. Right. That's that's when. Yeah, you, you pick, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So do you have one that's not necessarily good or bad, but just very obscure in the sense of like the movie you wound up at is just a strange one to have wound up at for a date yeah or or even just like with friends or something like that because i've I've noticed i had that happen a lot earlier on in my life um yeah I've, i've got one or two so i guess technically the first movie date i ever went on oh hi i'm miles i'm here by the way um the first um time i would have i don't know if it was really even a date it was it was uh i was probably just, in just a handy well not not e- definitely not even <laughs> i was no i was in like fifth or sixth grade so yeah fair fair enough not not that kind of date but wouldn't have known what to class, do with it very much well just wait and see yeah. uh girl from my class wanted to go out and sort of like oh let's go see a movie and um you know it's one of those things where in hindsight, I think she probably thought it was more of a date than I did. Yeah. Um, I know those. And so if that's the case, I definitely fumbled because a, I invited my brother along and which B, one Sasha, the second okay. oldest. Okay. <laughs> um, and, um, and B, um, I didn't know what movie to see. So we just went with what was out and had the best reviews at the time. So we wait, went wait, to see. can you tell me the date and I can try to guess? I don't remember the year. Ah, that would have been so much fun. Okay, tell me it. Uh, it's the um, the animated movie Robots. Oh, I know Mel Brooks is in it. Mel Brooks, Ewan McGregor, William Robin Williams. Uh, it's like it's it's fine. I haven't thought about it much outside of the context of that not quite date. But it's yeah. just one of those things where we went and like watched the movie and like yeah, it's a fun movie. But I kind of got the distinct impression that she was like, oh well, this is definitely not what I was <laughs> yeah. hoping this would be. Where is she now? I could not tell you for a million dollars. Ah, alas. But no, I, I know those. I, I definitely had a in junior high school. I think so. It might have been sixth grade. Let's say not fifth. A girl call, and I, I, I'm still not convinced to this day if it was her or not. My guess is it was her, but like I didn't really know what to do with like the vaguely like, hey, I think I like you type thing, and I was concerned I was being pranked, and I think I ultimately hung up, and it was never brought up, ever, 
and it kind of haunts me to this day. That's like funny. the road, the road not traveled. Um, but movie wise, I will say my first ever date, actual date, was a movie date. Um, this will unfortunately date me in terms of when I've gone on a date. Too many words of date. Um, high school wasn't my time. Let's say I was playing baseball. I was watching movies, but I it was to see the Family Stone. Okay. Uh, and we were the only two people in the theater. Nothing happened. Uh, but I, I will always remember that movie as like teenagers going to see the Family Stone. Uh, and it had been out a while. This was like, I want to say winter. I know the I know I had said like, oh, let's watch Munich. Like, oh. like that would have been a better idea because I was trying to. I mean, honestly, between the two, you probably made the right call. <laughs> This is a problem. In terms of I a date s- movie. Oh, I still kind of have have that problem of like I want to watch the movie I want to watch, and let me figure out a way for you to want to watch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that I don't like a rom com. If anything, I overly like a rom com usually. But I remember that being uh, oh, okay. I'd see the Family Stone. Uh, that was definitely one. The one that made me think of it was this is a maybe think of the second part, but this was a random like one off date with someone. And I don't know how we picked this movie. It would probably must have been it was what was out. I, I needed to see it to like review it. You're gonna you're gonna laugh. I, I she and I might have been the only people to see this movie. It was how do you know? Up until now, up until recently, the only ja- the last James L. Brooks movie, and the last uh, Jack Nicholson movie. Yeah, retired him. Uh, I believe the theater was almost empty. I know it was a massive failure. Uh, but I thought of it, besides it being, like, the most random thing you could see for, like, someone in their early 20s. I would have been, like, 23, let's say, when that came out. 22, 23. I know it was after college. And I know it was before I started dating my my long-term ex. Because the follow-up was, went on one date. I don't think we ever made plans to go out again. Fast forward to when I'm dating Jess, like, years later, right? Mm-hmm. And I got a Facebook message about... From her saying her and her boyfriend needed a place to stay for a couple of days. Oh, interesting. I did I don't think I ever responded, but I was like, what an ask. One. Hey, I went on one mediocre date with you. Can I live with you for a couple of days with a guy I'm fucking? Two, I, I think I probably had it on my profile I was like in a relationship. Like, also ask the person you're having sex with if I can do this and make like a bad sitcom moment. Yeah. I just never even responded but i i will never forget that being like the person i saw how do you know with and i think was very concerned with getting a pack of cigarettes after like what a random situation uh that kind of stuff has has happened or i used to do um for my birthday i would take a couple of my friends to the movies my grandfather was a projectionist so i didn't you know movies were free somehow that stayed for me go figure um but I recall one year it was Mission to Mars. Sure. Which I still like. But even even if you like is a weird movie for like preteens to teens. Sure. The kicker, though, is about Schmidt. OK. Which like, again, 13, 14, maybe whatever. Let's take my not really cinephile friends to this Alexander Payne dramedy meditation of the meaning of life. They They I mean- didn't get it. I mean, I haven't seen it, so I can't really comment on that one, but... Yeah, but, like, 
14 year olds watching it or something like that probably well, 13 14 or 12 year olds, yeah yeah no, um, that might be a tough ask yeah it was very it was, I, I will never forget that being like random um but yeah I, I know people like when we do those sort of things um steve next week if he wants to chime in can let us know what his uh his were um speaking of uh you said robots that forgotten animated movie mm. did you you were the one i saw earlier ranting that like robot dreams is coming out in like six years apparently now oh my god may 30 fucking first that's not a 2023 release i'm i'm counting it if i end up liking it i'm counting it towards my 24 movies and nobody can stop me because that oh, is I bullshit i'm gonna count it for 24 i think i just got my screening link <laughs> sorry um like, like some of that is getting. I was thinking about this actually because by the time this goes up, I'll have a review of the taste of things up, which I fully thought had come out already, but is coming out this week. Oh sure. So we used to have. I'm I'm sounding like I'm fucking gonna put on a red hat. We used to have a society. You used to have to like by the thirty first, like come out right, and then you would disappear and come back out. Then right. they scrapped that for a little bit with COVID, right? Just, like, say you're planning on doing it, and that's good enough. And then they went well, back I mean, to that it, was right? Well, that was just a it-all-comes-out-when-it-comes-out sort of mentality. Well, there was that one, was that the, the real COVID lockdown year. Wasn't the eligibility, like, March or something? It was wild how late it was allowed to be. Yeah. Um, and then I thought that, I know there's more strict rules for maybe if you're going to compete for picture. But I don't they, they did the taste of things come out. I, I mean, I watched a link, so I don't know. But like it hasn't I come don't. out near me. <laughs> yeah. So are we back to shenanigans again? I guess or, so. I mean, I, I, dreams. I, I, I ranted about Cyrano the year it came out for this exact sort of, you know, BS. Mm. But like May 31st, that's a new that's like summer. Like, yeah. Some of the biggest That's, blockbusters have already started coming out. That is ludicrous to me. That is very. That is Chris Ludicrous Bridges. Um, I, I I can't I can't believe they would do that. Um, now I want to watch it this week just to start talking to you about it, I'll like once a week. <laughs> well, St- Steve and I can do that. We can have our robot dreams check in. We could do a robot dreams minute, like those every minute uh, of a movie podcast, and wrap up by the time you see it. Oh, well, I'll definitely be big fans of you by then. Yeah. Uh, that's what we need, a second podcast on a movie that only critics have seen. Yeah. Uh, that's the way to do things. It, it also j- reminds me. It just me- feels so, like, not that, you know, I'll, I'll never be one of those people who's like, oh, they should include more populist choices or whatever. But you no. should at least, like, make them somewhat accessible to people by the t- Like, you're never going to get viewership up if, like, it's going to be months after the ceremony before they can see some of the stuff. You're not wrong. I mean, we're going to talk about viewership in a second because I'll mention the Grammys as a good segue. But I want to quickly say um, there you can clearly see that nominations still matter because people are watching the zone of interest. Yeah. Like the least audience friendly movie that's been nominated for Best Picture in a long time. Um, you'll see it at some point. At some point. I think it's, yeah, it's in your it's in your vicinity or close to it now, right? It's I think we're just getting it or just about to get it, but I'll see it when I see it. Yeah, Valentine's Day, you know. <laughs> it's yeah, a love one, story. That is one that Kelly has vehemently vetoed, and I'm not gonna argue with her because I barely She's not wrong. see it myself. <laughs> I think when you watch it, 
You'll, I'll probably it, be able to appreciate it, but I sincerely doubt that I'll enjoy it. No, no, no. I don't. I, I joy is a, the wrong word. You'll you'll understand. We'll talk. We'll have a. We'll we'll get more into into it when you see it. I talked around it as best I could back at uh, at Telluride. Mm-hmm. Because, but it also is, as I said, when you've heard about it, you've seen it. But we'll we'll talk about it. Um, Grammy wise, so I noticed that they do a thing we don't want. And they do a thing we do want in terms of the Oscars. They have, like, most of their awards before the show. We don't want that. But they also give out 6,000 awards. So it's unwieldy, right? So I understand them kind of having no no choice. But they also do a really good job of, like, honoring their history and their legends and, like, like performances are centric to it. Like, they do the things that, like, we want them to do. Sort of history also, of music, we want the history of film kind of thing. Sure. Like, um, so uh, one of the big moments that people seem very into last night, we're recording this on Monday, sorry, so last night, earlier in the week when you hear this, was uh, Tracy Chapman performing Fast Car, right? And that was, she hadn't performed live in a long time. And I was not aware that apparently that song's popular again because a country music artist, I want to say Luke Combs, maybe, I'm sure, um, recovered it and became a big hit. So they had them duet and do it together. And there's not a one-to-one for that. But that does seem like a thing that Oscar could do, right? Oh, you know how you're into this new thing? Here's the original. Yeah. Bring them together. There's a way to do that, right? Um, or even just the like the viral shit that they want. Um, nobody does that better than Taylor Swift at the moment because she won an award and announced her new album. <laughs> like... And then everyone immediately went to Twitter to go see like the 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 track the you know album cover or whatever. Like again, I don't know the one the one. I guess the closest is they really should just show trailers for movies. Well, like, I, at the I've always been surprised that they don't. Like that's the Super Bowls thing, but like surely the Oscars is the time to roll out at least a couple things. Like I mean, yeah, the Little Mermaid. Well, <laughs> our least favorite moment. But like, you know what they should do is it should oh, be a did combination. I, tell you, I don't Uh-oh. know if I brought it up on the pod. Kelly tried to start watching that. And no. like, if either of us was going to get through it, it would be her. She turned yeah. it off after 10 minutes once the seagull was talking underwater. Well, it's ugly is the problem. It's it's horrendous to look at, she said. <laughs> yeah. And it's the, I, I didn't like it. I half watched it because I knew I wasn't reviewing it. Here's the thing. We know that story front and back, right? Even without the movie, it's not an it's not a hard plot. The movie's like forty minutes longer than the animated film. What are you adding to that? Well, I remember when they did the live action Aladdin that they did add like a whole like middle subplot, and I remember thinking at the time the new stuff is kind of the best stuff here. But like no other, I mean, Corella is like a whole different thing. But outside yeah. of that, like most of the other sort of live action remakes are just they are all longer, but they just stretch out. Like the Lion King is significantly longer, but it's not. Adding no, it's the same movie. Substantial. There's a I mean, very I, long sequence of like some photorealistic poop getting rolled around, but outside of that, yeah. I like so the the Favreau ones. I, w- I I I found visually interesting. Right, these new ones are ugly. Is the, well, is yeah, the problem? We're, I'm noticing. we're a long way removed from like when the Jungle Book and even the Lion King to a certain extent kind of felt like a step forward in terms of visual effects, if nothing else. Yeah, they're 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 showcases for VFX, right? And also just money printing machines. So it's interesting. I interviewed a bunch of the VFX uh, nominees uh, today earlier, the Disney ones. They had a joint press day. So the creator and guardians, two very different types of visual effects, right? 
two very successful types of visual effects, but one's very trying to simulate life, right? Gritty and um, not necessarily in-camera, but wants the in-camera aesthetic with the creator. Sure. And to hear about it was very interesting. I think even if you don't love that movie, it's fascinating to hear about it because it has a unique look to it. It doesn't look like the other nominees. Guardians is like the degree of difficulty is very hard because Rocket's the main character. Um, also, tech. I was asking about this. Like, I don't know how you feel about this, but like, it's interesting that so technology has changed between one, two, and three, right? But we have sure. an idea of how Rocket looks, but also you have to make them look better because we have the technology. So it's like, to what degree can you make the 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 fur have more depth, the eyes be more watery, like without changing the character? Right. VFX yeah, is. Sure. There's a lot to this, right? And good movies can have bad VFX. Bad movies can have good. But I think the thing with uh, Jungle Book and The Lion King, they had good visual effects, right? In a story we'd already saw. So it wasn't – the Jungle Book people were enamored by because it was new, right? Lion King, not so much because, oh, we just did the Jungle Book. But with Little Mermaid and – has there been another one or two like those? Uh, I know there was like uh, Beauty and the Beast and Cinderella and all those, but well, the fact that we're struggling to remember says a lot. Yeah, and that there's three or four more coming. Like there, I don't know. The other thing was the the Little Mermaid looks bad. Like the well, that's just it. One, it didn't help that it came out like right after Avatar, when we kind of just seen what peak underwater effects look like. This is just dark. (laughs) It is ugly. Yeah, like like let's just make the water. The water muddy almost. I, I didn't understand that. But anyway, the reason we brought that up was was Super Bowl slash Oscars, that big showcase for it where we went, oh, that doesn't look great. <laughs> but like it doesn't have to be Disney. right? I mean, I'm sure they would want to spend the money, but like it should be the biggest movie that year or the couple biggest, whatever's ready kind of thing. I don't like if what would be the Oscar trailers this year? Um Maybe Deadpool uh, three, right? If there was, if Disney's doing it again, right? That's a movie that most people are aware of. Sure. Maybe if they've um, got a new look at Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes or something like that. Maybe, but even that, I think, is a little more niche than they want. They they're imagining, right? I feel like if there was a Bond trailer, that's perfect. Well, that's right? the kind of yeah, like a big reveal kind of thing. Sure. Yeah, like like No Time to Die that year should have debuted their teaser at the Oscars. Right. Well, or, in fairness, that was a movie that spent like three years not knowing what year it was going to come out. Sure. Or, you know, I think Nolan could debut a trailer. Totally. Um, I mean, Tarantino. if Mickey 17 was keeping its release date, that might be a good one. That'd be a, that'd be an interesting like test out the in between of like this guy won the all the Oscars last time out. This is his next film. Um, I think Tarantino with the movie critic next year. Right. There's a world in which. March or April of next year, you you debut the teaser, right? Before it goes to can. If that's sure. the that's kind of what he's done with Bastards and uh and um Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the two bigger Oscar successes. Uh and then I, I like I don't know. Like you and then honor the like when they honor their history, it's half assed, the Oscars. Well, I, I'll never forget when they uh, did like a half hearted montage of the horror genre and they clearly yep. cared so little that they allowed Twilight to get in there. Yeah. I mean, like you, and they missed these opportunities. Like, didn't they do a tribute to Bond and they didn't have all the Bonds come out? Yep. Like, that's like an idiot could figure that one out. Like, do what you have to do to get that out. Because people will talk about it, which is all you want. 
Um, so I don't know what the the thing to do is, but they're not doing it, and and the Grammys seem to. So I, I just, that struck me in a show I I watched so I could see Billy Joel, <laughs> uh, and then I wrote about it because it made me sad. That was a whole other thing. So I wanted to briefly talk about that. Um, we're gonna do some games today. We're gonna do some of your questions. Um, Miles, you saw a thing or two, right? You saw one thing at least. Did I? The Argento thing? Oh, yeah. I saw Dario Argento Panico, which is the new documentary that's supposedly about the making of his new project, but isn't really about that at all. It's just your standard Talking Heads documentary about his life, which is very interesting because he's had an interesting life and a very interesting career and has been very influential and... It's it's interesting. It's quite good. It's especially if you don't know that much about him or if you just find his stuff interesting, there's a lot there to like. For mm. me, knowing that a lot of this stuff has some like maybe, you know, seedier sort of goings on than most, you know, reverent yeah. documentaries would like to touch, it did feel like there were not I mean, I wouldn't want go as far as to say like kid gloves necessarily, but they were definitely they weren't trying to push too hard on any of this stuff. Like, I was impressed that Asia Argent- Asia Argento was, like, an interview subject in it for mm. a variety of reasons. Sure. Um, but they just kind of, you know, let her tell her story and her perspective on things. And it was mostly pretty amicable. And I was kind of impressed that that's sort of all they had on that, considering well, it's, uh... the very volatile nature of their relationship and her as an artist in general. It was company approved, for lack of a better word. Yeah, and and listen, there's nothing wrong with that, and you know, you don't want to you don't want to offend people necessarily. It was it was clearly no, done a... as a love letter to the man and to his artistic. Well, outfit, it's made but... made for Shutter, so like it's also hopefully go watch some of his movies when this, once this is over type situation. Absolutely, and if you're just curious about his work and the behind the scenes of that, it totally serves a purpose and is very well put together. They get a lot of you know former collaborators they've got you know big modern directors like guillermo del toro and nicholas vending refn to sort of give it greater context Mm. and all that good stuff so nice it's absolutely works as a documentary but um just i think it's because it's argento and because they make so much about how the films themselves were so boundary pushing it feels somewhat incongruous for the doc itself to play it so safe yeah i get it i get it um you're gonna you're gonna be watching something for me soon also oh yes the spider movie sting which i I don't know when that's coming out um i don't know i mean watch it sooner than later just because of the the link expiring it's coming out in april so, oh, look at you. You can get two months early on something. Oh, there we go. I think it'll, I'm going to balance I, out robot dreams. Yeah, I'm going to have Kendall watch it also. And I think maybe she's going to do like a Sunday scaries on like animal horror. OK, because uh, I know she was interested and like maybe we'll get her back and you guys can talk about it while I hum in the background. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, your job, you're going to have to tell me like how bad it is. I mean, I doubt you're going to come back and be like you could handle it. But, you know, well, I mean, if, you seem to think you can handle uh, Adam Sandler's Spaceman, which I thought would be too much. So, uh, I, I, it's gonna be that one's gonna be interesting. I'm, I'm gonna hopefully watch that at home as opposed to in a theater. So we'll see. Um, but also, that's like a friendly spider. Interestingly, as far as I'm aware. 
Unless they've changed what I think the plot is about. I think that was like he like bonds with it because it's like a space travel. It, it seems like it. Yeah. But it's also like, I mean, it's Paul Dano's voice, which can really go either way. <laughs> I, I mean, if you're going to friendly or creepy. <laughs> yeah. I guess if you're going to cast like a, a weird space monster and not necessarily make him evil. Paul Dano kind of fits like I get it. I'm weird. Um, oh, no, he's perfect, but he's also perfect if you want him to be kind of morally ambiguous, too. So, yeah, I could see them taking a number of different directions with it. That's true. I don't know how they're going to plan to do that yet. Um, I I will give it a shot. But uh, yeah, not my I'm not like as excited for that as I should be. Sting, I'm just curious about because I, I I can't help but be curious and that like I don't want to know, but I need to know way. So that's yeah. that'll be your your homework. Um, I suspect it gets, I almost wonder if it gets big enough that it becomes less scary. Like the, like, isn't that the thing that grows throughout the movie? I believe so. Yeah. So like the tiny one, fine. Not, not great, but like whatever. And then the monster one may be okay. It's the in-between when it's just like a big ass spider that I'm going to be like, oh no, but you'll see. Um, quickly before we talk about some other movies that I saw, you mentioned, uh, Del Toro. We, uh, we lost his Pinocchio collaborator. Mark Gustafson oh. over the week, which was a bummer. I, I actually I met him that that Del Toro dinner that I that you hate that I went to. Mm-hmm. He was there and I didn't know it was him. And um, funny story. He found it funny. So this is OK. Is I didn't know who he was. And he was asking me if I'd seen the movie. And I was like, um, I need to finish it. And he was like, oh, no. oh, cool. No, he was like charmed by it. I was like, listen, I was tired. I didn't want to like abandon it. Like, I don't or maybe I saw it and need to watch. It. I don't remember what it was, but I made like a, a halfway remark on like, I got to give it like a full shot. And I think he was tickled by like, I'm getting an honest answer from someone. And we just talked about other crap that whole night. He was a, he was a good dude. And you could tell enjoyed working with Del Toro. Del Toro loved working with him like. They they clearly were a good match, so it's a shame we're not going to see another another collaboration. Also, that sort of animation is such a needs all the help it can get situation. That's a shame one of the the better people at it are not around anymore. Well, yeah, and I mean, I mean, Pinocchio is obviously a towering achievement on its own, but he also directed the animation for a Fantastic Mr. Fox. He worked yep. back on like the Raisins. Like he's you know very much like a big name in the in the stop motion industry such as it is so yeah that's that's a real loss that's a real shame yeah it wasn't a we don't always do the the deaths but like wasn't a good week for for names in industry leaving and also mm-hmm. just happened to have met that guy so like you, you know totally. not that he would remember me from adam but like you you do you do feel those slightly different when like oh i've touched that human being as opposed to like i've seen their work like carl weathers is a bummer but also, like, we watched his stuff. We didn't, like, you know, unless you met him. I don't think you did. Oh, yeah. Me, me and Carl Weathers, we were best yeah. friends. We hung out every weekend. Oh, I wish. Um, I did hear a good story about him, about somebody working. I don't remember what they were working on. They were just, like, some, they were, like, low-level whatever on a thing he was on. And they were in front of him to get, like, food. And the... Um, the craft services had ice cream, but also had cookies. So he kind of made, he put his ice cream between two cookies and like, a, like no one can tell me, no, I'm going to do this. And he heard behind him call Weathers go ice cream sandwich. Just like, in a like pleased matter of like, I love that you're doing that kid. <laughs> Which is like exactly I mean, what you want. I mean, I'll say that. I mean, firstly, Carl Weathers fucking icon, like real, real damn shame that he's gone. Yeah. But also like, it's one of those things where like, 
everybody, every famous person that he ever worked with that you can think of, like immediately came out and had nothing but glowing things to say about him. So it really yeah. does like the kind of guy who was just supportive of everyone and just like cared about his family and was real friendly and like great humor. And, you know, everyone else was just at their best when they were around him. Just like real actors, actor. Which you which you wanna you wanna hear and also you want to be truer than not true like you want it's it's not hard to not be an asshole right and you've heard you've heard me off air talk about some things I've heard about people who are maybe not the best right yeah and sometimes you go yeah I, that tracks or sometimes you go oh that's a bummer and and you you do also hear about the ones who are good. But also you don't hear about the ones who are good because it's just like you don't necessarily get a prize for not being a piece of shit. Well, but, sometimes they're good in like a, a way that's not necessarily showy, but just like yeah. you, came, you came, you did the job and you're pleasant to work with. And sometimes yeah. that's that's what you want. Yeah, you want to you, like your people, like your coworkers, your, your hopefully become friends like you. You want to have a positive experience. You don't have to marry everyone you work with. You don't have to become lifelong friends with them. But like. You want people to generally leave with like, I had a good time with that person, right? And that he definitely fit that mold. And really everyone should, right? It's such a, it's a lucky job. Like anyone who doesn't feel lucky is 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 already on, on the road to being an asshole. But like, yeah. I don't know. I, I It very much touches me when people go out of their way to talk about like, it's insane I get to do this. Because it is, like it's an absurd job. Um and then, like, you also don't want people to to completely belittle the idea. Like, I think I think Fincher does a, de- a decent job being like, I'm a I'm a worker. Like, I make movies. Like, you're very good at your job, David. But also, like, it's probably healthy that you think this is all a little dumb too. Um, totally. Kurt Russell is a good example of uh, somebody who does that. It's just like, yeah, it's great work if you can get it. Like, he talks yeah. about it like he's a carpenter or something. It's just like, yeah. It's a gig, it's a gig, it's a gig, but also it's a fucking blast. <laughs> yeah, I, rec- I recommend it. I had my kid go into it. Um, and my, like, actual multiple ki- multiple members of the family at this point. It's kind of the family business. Um, yeah. And the funny part is they're all supposedly very good people. Like, that's a, that's a good thing. Um, I always like the ones when you hear about them being parents telling, family's parents telling their kids, like, don't do this. Like, get a, get a real job. I'll let you get any job you want. Um, like, I think Bono discouraging, like, Eve Houston being like, you don't want to do this. Like, go go be a human being. Oh, you want to be an actress. Oh, oh, well, okay. Like, I'm not going to tell you no, but, like, you know, being a regular person's cool, too. And, like, it's not like I want that spotlight for myself. But I think there – I think most – I think part of it is – and I'm, we'll never know for sure because no one will ever say. But, like, I feel like a lot of celebrity parents are worried their kids will become assholes. Yeah, well, especially if you grow up in, like, some sort of, like, spoiled or entitled sort of environment. Yeah. It's very easy for a lot of younger sort of actors to grow up in. Well, it's a a fine line, right? Because you don't want your kid to want for things. Nobody really does. But you also don't want it to be too easy. So they're like, "Uh, what's a job, right? Suddenly they're a Kardashian. Sorry if you like the Kardashians. I don't. Can't help it. Um but like there is that fine line, especially especially I've noticed like like fathers of teen girls in Hollywood, right? Like everyone wants to be be seen at the parties, right? And okay, cool, we want you to do that and be happy, but also like please don't let that be the only thing you do. And you just kind of like cross your fingers. And you, it's it's a very interesting like it's not a problem we have, but like 
it, it's always nice when you're like, oh, Eve Houston turned out to be like a very nice person and talented at her job. Didn't just yeah. get a job because of dad or, you know, Apatow's daughters are pretty good actresses and, and so on. Um, it's just something I thought of. Uh, movies I saw. We talked about Lisa Frankenstein a little bit. My review will be up around the time this goes up. Miles will see it in the next couple weeks. Um, he's very excited. I really liked it. I hope you do too. I think you will. I hadn't seen a trailer, so that probably helped also. The trailers are very vague. Like, I think I've only seen two, and neither of them are super... Like, they they show off the concept, but they're not showing, like, a lot of jokes or, like, plot things or anything. It's just more selling the vibe. Yeah. Well, one of the things you can't really do in a trailer is Diablo Cody dialogue. I mean, Juno pulled it off. Juno did, but I don't think a lot of other, like, other movies I, haven't really. I feel like really. Jennifer's Bodies did as well. Well, that movie, depends on who you ask, is good or bad. So that, that went its well, own direction. I, argu- I agree. It's arguably the film that she's done that's closest to this. Um, maybe. I'm try- I'd have to think about what the closest comparison is. It's very lingual in the way that, like, Juno is. More so than I realized it was going to be. But in a, in, because it's also 80s set, it kind of fits a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, because you can kind of backtrack it to like, oh, they must have talked that way in the 80s. It, it's it's clever. Uh, there's one or two things I can nitpick about it that once you see, I'll see if you notice. But I, it's uh, it's my favorite thing that actually came out this year. Favorite movie still Hitman, but saw that one like was it six years ago? Whenever I don't know time. Oh time. yay! Can't wait to see it in what June, July, yeah. June, June for that one. Well, your 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 spring summer is really filling up already. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> um, and then we'll talk about at the end of the month, uh, Drive Away Dolls, which I saw last week as well. Um, oh, are you embargoed on that one? Uh, I I think the embargo ends by the time this goes up. So, uh, Miles, talk about something for 30 seconds. Oh, uh, something for 30 seconds. Yes, I definitely have something ready to go that I can talk about. That's one way to do this. I've been getting into the work of Nathan Fielder lately. uh, Everyone's been talking about The Curse. I haven't seen The Curse yet, but I finally uh, got through. I binged uh, Nathan for you, and before we recorded this, I just finished, uh, or I finally caught up with The Rehearsal, which is Mm. very much if somebody saw Synecdoche, New York, and is like, what if we made this a show and made it way creepier? Mm. Um. I, I had seen a little bit of The Curse, like, on mute and background while we were recording over the last, like, month or two. I would watch it. If you want to, if you tell me when you think you're going to start it, I'll try to watch it at the, around the same time and we can dedicate got, a little bit. I've got to get, like, a free trial of Showtime and sort of time it around that, but... Um, okay, let me know if you do it. Um, yeah, so the embargo will be up tomorrow, tomorrow night, while we're recording, so by the time this goes up, you can hear it. Um, I liked it. It's, um... It's as if Ethan Cohen co-directed with Judd Apatow. Very, very, um, like, I don't want to say sophomoric humor, but, like, you know the plot of the movie, right? Yeah. What's the plot of the movie? It's, For those who uh, don't know. Lesbian road trip situation. Sort and, of, yeah. It, there's, it, like, a, I don't know the specifics. I just know what's in the trailer. I, well, I don't remember the trailer that well, so tell me what you remember. And I want to see what the, the vibe is. I haven't seen the trailer in a while. I don't remember. Um, but it's, uh, it, well, yeah, I don't have a photographic memory of that kind of thing. 
Uh, it's they they find like a body in a trunk or something like that. There's like a cr- they rent a car and then there's like some crime people that want the car and then it's kind of vague from there. Okay, yeah, yeah. They're um they're f- lesbians who are friends. Um, yeah. Andy, Andy McDowell is wild in this movie. Um, she's very Didn't even funny. know she was in it. <laughs> I'm sorry, Margaret Qualley. Andy McDowell's daughter, who looks like her. Uh, is she a long a, Andy McDowell's daughter? I didn't know that. I'm going to feel really I can't, weird if I'm I kind of see it now. It would make sense to why I said that. Um, yeah. That is that is her mom. Oh. Yeah, they, they, they look very similar. Come on. <laughs> um, well, they do, but that doesn't mean I would assume it. I... I was I was talking about this with someone, so it was in my head. Um, she's she's very um, big in this movie. It's got a got a like a southern accent going on. Um, acting with a capital A. I, I had a good time with her performance. Um, Geraldine is very much doing the kind of thing you expect, the straight man version, but it works really well. They have really good kind of like deadpan chemistry. It has a Apatel like throw two people together, pick your movie, super bad, whatever. Um, I like their relationship a lot. Beanie Feldstein's very funny as, like, um, Margaret Qualley's ex. Um, there's a lot of supporting players. It has a, like, zany Coen Brothers crime vibe, but that stuff is, is sort of lower key, and it's not as quirky, um, which is kind of the stuff that sometimes I don't respond to. But then there's some real, like, broad humor... And then the third act reveal is very, very dumb and funny at the same time. I won't say what it is, but when it turns out the whole, like, what this has all been about. Yeah. When you find out what it's all been about, you're like, wait, what? <laughs> and it really, it, it it actually turned me around. I like the movie. But up until that point, it was funny, but, like, not doing anything super original. I was like, okay, this is as if you turn down the kind of stuff in a Coen Brothers movie that sometimes bugs me. Like, sometimes I, I have that thing where I wish they like their characters more. This sure. movie does does like their char- the characters. Um, there's a very... It, it's funny in, in fits and spurts, but it gets funnier. Um, the two guys who are chasing her, uh, the two of them, like the, the... Coleman Domingo, like, sends his two, like, minions to go, like, follow them. And they're just right. bad at this and bickering the whole time. That gets funnier as it goes along because you're like, what? what is this? And then you realize it's Joey Slotnick and someone I don't remember, which is also just like, what a what a Cohen-y thing to do to like give him like fifth lead um, of that guy. Um, a lot of that, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of big actors in small roles, Bill Camp, Coleman Domingo, um, maybe people who are supposed to be surprises i'm not sure i don't i don't remember the trailer well enough uh pedro um, pascal and matt damon are both in the trailer yeah they're they're not in it a lot matt damon ties into the funniest part of the movie uh, there's a thing that pay i will say there's a thing that pays off that up until it pays off i actively hated which was there's a like hippie vaguely like dreamy kind of thing like almost like interstitials between scenes you're like why are we looking at like tie-dye and like hippie music and then it does pay off, and you're like, oh, I don't know that I would have done it that way, but I, I now I get what you were doing. It's very it's very interesting to watch if you like the Coen brothers, because between this and Tragedy of Macbeth, you now realize they have very different elements to their filmmaking. Um, like, they made... Well, now they may be reuniting again. Yeah, I think it makes kind of sense that they both needed to, like, get these movies out 
of their system because neither one was particularly like what they've done before, right? There sure. really wasn't a tragedy Macbeth in their in their back catalog. No, so I wouldn't I, say so. No, so I, I think especially it's like I, I can see the in terms of like the you know the cinematography of nothing else. There's a certain there's a little bit of like the man who wasn't there or something like that. Sure. But outside of that, like yeah, you, it's very it stands alone. Oh, you really get that feeling that like Joel was like, I'm gonna never make a movie again if I don't make this movie, and if he and Ethan doesn't care about this movie, and Ethan was I think the one who was like, I can just do plays or stuff like that. I'm good not making stuff. And I think it's his, it's his partner, right? Trisha Cook. Uh, Trisha Cook, yeah, yeah. I like. We have this idea that Joel probably thinks is dumb. Let's just go do this and have fun, and it and it really does work well. I think you're gonna find it silly, but also I think you'll be amused by it because you like the Coheny aspect of the thing. Yeah. Um, once once you see it, you'll understand the things that I especially like about it. Also, surprisingly sexy. Right on. Like. Which is not a thing the Coens usually do. They're- I think the, the the big question mark for me, and I know I'm like the only person in the world who feels this way. I'm very not sold on Margaret Qualley, like, and I kind of mm. don't like her when she goes big. So that kind of has What's, me worried a little bit. What are you thinking of for her? Like when you think of like, I don't like her. Do you have I mean, a, an example of off the top of your head? Frankly, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, that's, I, don't, I don't think she's, she's good in it. Okay, she's bigger in this. It's different. That's that's. But restrained. also like something like Death Note, where like nobody can really be good, but also no, like no. she's very not good. I I would be. I, I think it's gonna be interesting to to see how you feel about this one, because she's she's broad and big, but it fits the movie very well. Okay, we'll talk about it. You're gonna you're gonna see it in like three weeks or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be. It's fun. It's. It, I like that they haven't spoiled some of the things. There's a couple of really big, like reveal jokes where you're like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> uh, that I I got a big kick out of. So we'll right get on. into that once we uh, once we have a chance. So stay tuned for the for more on that. Stay tuned for Miles talking about Sting when he when he gets a chance to that. Because um, I think there I think you could probably talk about it on the podcast even if you're not gonna like tweet about it necessarily. Um. Let's do some questions and we'll play some games. So I think we we hit some of the we hit the the, the main news and stuff of the day. Um, quickly, I'll, I'll I'll run this one. Uh, Paul Meekin uh, had a game suggestion that I don't think we can figure out to play right now, but maybe we'll figure out a version of it one day. Uh, he said, "I think it'd be fun to see y'all play the forehead game from the Glorious Bastards, but with awards and Oscar moments. May not uh, maybe not thrilling radio, but a fun game nonetheless. Um, we'd have to think about a way to do that." Also, hopefully neither of us die at the end of it. Yeah. But um, there probably is a version. I think the celluloid game that we played that we're going to maybe do again at the end of this episode with the, you know, taking elements to make a to make movies out of. You could maybe do a, a reverse engineered version. I think there is like a phone version of that. Yeah, game. I've seen the phone so one. I, I don't know if there's a way to do that remotely. Is the thing. We'd have to be like, kinda, I think. I, I think you need at least a third person so that like. Someone can't see. can like know what the thing is without the person knowing what the thing is. Cause well, yeah, because you of us, it's just it would have to be uh, we'd have to like do Zoom or something and, and do yeah. a threesome. So I don't we'll figure something out with that. I, I don't dislike the idea. Um, let's see. We have Matthew Anderson says, 
Since I will be losing my bet on Maestro being Cooper's ticket to his overdue win, I'll be forcing myself to watch the rest of Michael Bay's filmography, and I'm pacing myself to, uh, to finish them by the end of the year. In what order should I watch them all? Um, well, there's no right answer. <laughs> um, but if you're pacing yourself throughout the year, you can really, it's almost like one a month. Um, what do you think, Miles? Get the bad ones out of the way? Two franchises? What do you, or chronological? What's your thoughts here? I, I, he and I have actually talked about this, and I, my recommendation remains just do it chronologically because love him or hate him, he is an auteur with all the good and the bad that that word can represent. And I do think there is, if nothing else, something to be gained from sort of seeing the evolution of his style because it definitely changes over time and it definitely grows and diminishes. Plus that way I want to say he would end on ambulance, which I think is one of his better movies. So like, you know, okay. that's it, fair. It, it, it's, it's not ending on as painful a note as it could be. Okay. Uh, fair enough. Uh, Josie DeMarco says today I watched bogus from 1996 about a kid named Albert. Hello, Joel Osment and his imaginary friend, bogus Gerald Depardieu. Because of that, I wanted to do an imaginary friends face off. Um, let me pull up that imaginary friends face off. But while I do that, have you heard of that movie? I've never heard of that movie. But also, Haley Joel Osment's one of those actors where, like, you know, like his handful of most famous movies, but he's got a deep bench of really obscure stuff. Very much so. Um, while I pull that up, um, Miles and I got to both be mad that more people are going to watch EO. Now that it's uh, streaming. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad we weren't the only ones to be like, no. But we were in a small club. Well, I know people who are just like, oh, it's like one of the big artistic statements of the last few years. It's just, like, I, I don't know. The I've thing I didn't get. to say. Like, I, there... I even had things at the time, and now I'm just like, no, fuck that movie. Well, my thing, my thing at the time was there were people who were like celebrating the donkey as like, oh, this is my favorite character of the year. I'm like, why are you happy? It's a bad, it's a bad experience. Well, like, yeah, it's like you don't get. I don't know. It's just like there's good music and it, there's good cinematography. Like it's well made for what it is, but what it is is like a very slow, agonizing portrait of a donkey dying, and I'm not yeah. into that. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so Josie says, in other words, which imaginary friends would win in a fight? The examples we have are Tony from The Shining or Frank from Donnie Darko. Uh. Do we see Tony? I don't think we do. I don't think we see him, but like I feel like everyone in The Shining is uh, very dangerous. <laughs> yeah, but Frank is just like fucked up looking. I don't know that he's necessarily well, evil. No, I guess you're right. I mean, if if we assume that Tony is as malicious as everything else in The Shining, yeah. Well, no, Tony's well, just the kid's finger, isn't he? Yeah, but I feel, the kids I feel get... like I feel like James Duvall could beat up a kid's finger. <laughs> That's probably true. That's fair. Uh, the, we got Taika Waititi and Jojo Rabbit or Elvis in True Romance. Uh, I mean, I know who's more dangerous, but also, like, that version of Hitler is, like, vaguely happy-go-lucky, and Elvis shoots things periodically, so, like, I'm good with Elvis. I, I would say Elvis. Well, like, this version of Elvis versus this version of Hitler, I think yeah, that's like fair. Kid, kid beats this version of Hitler. Um, yeah. Bogus from Bogus. Or Drop Dead Fred from Drop Dead Fred. I guess we're going Drop Dead Fred. I guess so by default. Although yeah. I don't know that I know that one either. 
Yeah. Um, well, there's there, I'm saving this one for last, but before that, he says, oh, finally. This is the second to last one for us. Harvey from Harvey or Bing Bong from Inside Out? Um, I mean, Bing Bong's got that trunk. You feel like he could maybe fuck someone up with that. That's true. They're both pretty. Harvey's like, just a rabbit. <laughs> yeah. They're both also pretty, like, anti-war, as it were. Well, totally. But you feel like the, Bing Bong would, like, get aggressive if, like, the situation called for it. Whereas, yeah. I don't know. Har- Harvey seems pretty harmless. I, I agree. Uh, here's here's the opposite. Here's the one that I think is really made for you. Tyler Durden from Fight Club or Gabriel from Malignant? <laughs> well, Gabriel's very real. <laughs> Um, and I guess Tyler is too, in a way. Um, yeah. Gabriel, yeet a chair across the room, stab you in the neck. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. Um, Josie follows up in honor of Valentine's Day. Which, which fictional movie or TV couples represent your relationship goals? Like, whose love would you want to love like? Um, well, I mean, the, the, the uh, barbarian and its uh, kid, right? Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, he's, uh, Josie says, as for me, it's going to sound weird, but I always want to love like Juno and Polly Bleeker in Juno. And most recently, Bella Baxter and Max McCandless in uh, Poor Things. I totally get both of those. Sure. There's, a sweet, there's absolutely a, a sweetness and an innocence to them. Can I, can I have um, um, Bella and uh, Duncan just like, but only like the first like 20 minutes of that relationship? I mean, if you want a very specific kind of relationship. Yeah, before he becomes abusive, yeah. Um, um, speaking of true romance, I like the idea of, like, inviting a girl to a kung fu triple feature and she being into that, so... Yeah. There's definitely some goals there. That's true. Um, trying to think. I don't know. I Any functional rom-com. You know, I, I, don't, I don't, like, put myself in the movies as much as, like, I used to maybe as a kid, but... I don't know. There's plenty of them. Any of any of the classic uh, couples. I don't know. Ones that get a happy ending. Look at me, like just tr- struggling for the bare minimum. Um, Josie says, "Well, on the subject of poor things, when Mark Ruffalo is at the bar gambling on the cruise, I like the joke that he's watching uh, football with the Super Bowl coming up." Sorry, Miles. Um, that was me saying sorry, Miles. Which football team do you think Duncan Wedderburn would root for? Note: not limited to the Chiefs or 49ers. He, I mean, he's. Got money, but no luck. He'd probably be a Jets fan like me. Minus the money part. Miles goes, uh, who is in draft day? <laughs> I, I I, can't have an opinion on this. So. Do you even remember who the team was in draft day? Was it the Browns? There you go. You got I something. I only know that because I used to live in Cleveland. <laughs> there you go. Um, which t- 2023 movie character or characters would invest in cryptocurrency? Of course, I would say Duncan Wedderburn. I mean, yeah. And also, um, uh, crap, um, Han Solo, but not Harrison Ford. Alden Ehrenreich from uh, Fair Play. Oh, He's already so a finance bro. Well, that, one's, that the- one's available. Yeah, no, it's been on my to-see list. I just haven't gotten around to it. Um, I would say uh, Glenn Howerton from BlackBerry. Yeah. And yell about it. Oh, yeah. It's true. Uh, in honor of the Super Bowl, favorite sports game seen in a movie, note it could be any sport. Rack your brain there, Miles. Favorite sport. Um, does Warrior count? Sure. You know what? Uh, that would might be my pick, too. The fucking movie rules. I love that movie. Oh, I, I remember 
people standing up and cheering at the end of each match in that movie. Oh, love that movie. Uh, Josie wraps up with, Yesterday I watched The Secret of Nim for the first time. Don Bluth's directorial debut. Have you seen any of his films? I'm a big fan of his. I just want to know your thoughts on his movies and if you want how you would rank them. I have seen his movies. Have I seen all of them, though? I've definitely seen a few. I haven't seen that one, but I'm going to look Don Bluth is still alive. He's not still working, though. No, I don't think so. Um, I haven't seen some of the shorts, though. So we've got The Secret of Nim, An American Tale... Lamb Book for a Time, All Dogs Go to Heaven, Rockadoodle, Thumbelina, A Troll in Central Park, The Pebble and the Penguin, Anastasia, Bartok the Magnificent direct-to-video, Titan AE, and I think that's the only ones that he's directed. Okay. that's a, I've seen most of those, actually. I think I might have seen all... Uh, I don't ones think... I... I haven't seen Secret of Nim, and I haven't seen Pebble and the Penguin, but I think I've seen the rest of them. I don't think I've seen Bartok. I have. It's not bad, actually. Okay. So between us, for, we've seen for, all of them. For a direct-to-video <laughs> sequel, it's not bad. Um, I, I, they're all fine. I mean, that said, I remember uh, thinking it was yeah. not bad when I was a kid. I don't know if it holds up at all. I'm going to go with um, All Dogs Go to Heaven as my favorite. Right on. I think... I rewatched Anastasia not too long ago, and that actually, I think, is still pretty good. Mm. Um, Even though I co-directed it, but it counts. Yeah, it's, it's in there. Um, I see American Tale on here, but would um, Fievel Goes West also count? He did not direct that one. Oh, I like that one better. I think I <laughs> American, like that one better, American too. American Tale is so fucking sad. Yeah, it's a real, like, movie. Um, yeah, uh, he Troll did not Central do. Park, I watched a bunch as a kid. It was neat at the time, but it probably doesn't hold up. I'm one of those weird mutants who quite likes Titan IE. I remember it had I, kind of a banging soundtrack for the time. I remember so little about it. Um, Land Before Time is so sad. He did a lot of sad movies. All Dogs Go to Heaven's pretty sad too, to be honest. Oh yeah, no, I, I don't think I could watch All Dogs Go to Heaven. <laughs> I, I tried to rewatch Land Before Time with Kelly, and we couldn't make it past the mom time because it's so sad. Yeah, I shouldn't watch that movie. Um, I've seen several of them. I know there's like nine. Oh my god, there's fourteen of them. Oh my gosh. I how many have I seen? I can't do a proper ranking, but I like Anastasia. And, um, oh, and Rocket Doodle's not sad, but it's just kind of weird. Yeah, I remember uh, the, the trailer for that being like him, like, you know, waking up and, but also like kind of rocking out to it. I know that movie's also supposedly like a little weird, but it's maybe. very weird. But is it weird for an adult or weird for a kid? Kind of both, but for different reasons. Mm. That could be an interesting movie. That's the one I maybe remember the least. I vaguely remember Thumbelina. I definitely saw it when I was a kid, but I don't remember much about it. I think I'm going to stick yeah. with Anastasia, but with honorable mention Titan AE, a film that doesn't get enough love. All dogs go to heaven for me. Um, Kayfley208 says, if Dune had Dune 2 come out this year, how would Dune, Oppenheimer, Poor Things, and Barbie play out in the text slash below the line? What about picture and director? Does Villeneuve get in? Whose spot does he take? Uh, I got to see the movie. Yeah, I mean, sight unseen, it's tough to say. If it's as good as we've been hearing, or even let's just say if it's on par with the first one, I think definitely it probably takes up a lot of space in the text. Um, director, 
you know, we've seen time and again, and even this year, that some of the more populist picks have trouble getting into director. Um, um, so I wouldn't be sh- shocked if it missed again, but I think I could see it getting into picture if it was well-liked enough and it did well. Uh, I will again be slightly skeptical until I see it. I think the text for sure will kick out the Napoleons and stuff at the, you know, and the, that those fifth slots would just, we'd have a solid kind of five. Yeah. Um, picture we'll see i mean i it, it would have been i'm sure they're happy this happened because they didn't have to worry about barbie and doing in the same thing yeah if you're warner but uh we'll see i mean the the fact that it's supposedly more of like an action movie than the last one could play in either direction well, well yeah so. i mean one could make the argument i mean i know you hate lord of the rings but like yeah. i would say return of the king is probably the most action action centric of the three and um that's the one that ended up doing the best off true time. but they had they had also sort of decided assuming it was good that that was the one they were going for not that they do group think but you knew the vibe going in was like if he pulls sure. it off um which is also a thing with dune there's a hypothetical third one even though from what i understand they get pretty weird and like yeah not but great not- not as weird by the third one. It's still grounded by comparison. From what I from what I understand, the the safe space, for lack of a better term, is the first book. Like once you get the into the space, yeah. Here. Like Messiah and onward is the trend towards like wait what, um, and then everything beyond. Like I don't know that there'll be more Dunes. They're so expensive, but like if there was a fourth one that that he's not going to be involved in. Some of that shit's bananas. Like, isn't there like a half human, half worm at some point? Oh, yeah. One of them is just like Jason Momoa's character is resurrected and it's like an extended conversation between him and a giant worm. Yeah, that's that's not going to work for an Oscar. Uh, We'll see. Uh, Kayfley says, had Barbie been ruled original in screenplay, who would have been kicked out? Uh, Who's most likely to win uh, original and adapted with the Switch? Um, Well... If Barbie's an original, I think it does win. And I think Maestro gets kicked out. Yes, I agree. And in that case, I think Adapted would go to American Fiction. Uh, probably. Yeah, probably. Sure. Uh, next up we have, here are some hopefully fun Oscar hypotheticals you can flush out, or I guess flesh out. Or I guess we'll flush out if we don't like them. Ah. Um, had Lily gone supporting, how would... Uh, Divine versus Lily have played out. Um, I think Lily Gladstone would win. I th- yeah, I would be inclined to give her the edge. Although, well, we'll never know. know. They didn't, they never competed against each other. Well, yeah, there there was never that scenario. But also, Divine's been such a steamroller all season that maybe it would have been pretty close. Yeah, we'll just never know because she she took advantage of there not being a front runner, which was our whole thing the whole season, and she made herself the front runner. So if there was more of a race. Would she have beaten better competition? Would it have split like actress is kind of doing? Would she not have won anything? Like, we'll never know. It is an interesting hypothetical. A very interesting one. Uh, whose spot will Lily have taken? Uh, Jodie Foster. Your pick. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah, maybe any of them. Well, Jodie Foster or America Ferreira, probably. Yes, exactly. Um, and would Emma be the runaway and lead? If you just probably summon some uh, sub in Margot Robbie, yeah. Yeah. Uh, had Marty still not won Best Director, would Nolan still be the front runner? Yes. Yes, he would. And also, I think if 
it's one of those things where like you kind of have to play it out where if Marty didn't win for The Departed, then what of his several movies between The Departed and now would he have then been the front runner? You know what I mean? Like, well, that's it would well, just that be hard my... for me to imagine that he would never have won up to this point. Well, my thought process with that was if if he hadn't won for The Departed, The Irishman, right, real could have been the one where it just like happened. Yeah. But honestly, if in... you know what? Because Irishman went home empty-handed, but. If he hadn't won up to that point, I could see it being a power of the dog scenario where it gets director and nothing else. Sure. I also think there's a possibility that at that point, he just never is going to win. Okay, they're just not going to give him a win. And that's why Nolan would still win. Yeah, I. it's hard for me to th- see anyone topping Nolan this year. It's just, it's so much of a preordained thing. And frankly, a deserved thing. Yeah, it would feel less preordained almost if it wasn't for that people really like him and like are almost protective of it. Of like, uh, don't talk about it. But but also it's like he's been on the cusp or circling around for a while. And f- this is like the kind of big magnum opus that you would want a big director to win. Sure. For. We we talked about the Dunkirk year that like for a little while I was like, yeah, he's just going to win. Right. That's just what's going to happen. And then you the Del Toro was just what happened. But uh, yeah, it's he's, it's been building in a way that pretty undeniable. All right. Um, let's do the IMDb game. We haven't done that in a while. I think we only did it once or twice, but we liked it. Yes, you'll have to remind me which one this is because we've done this a is, few games. This is the one where uh, I asked you to select a couple of actors and actresses. Yep. And we're going to guess. So you're going to tell me an actor and actress. I'm going to tell you an actor and actress. And you're going to have to guess the four films on their IMDb that they're known for. Um, okay. And if you, get, if you get three strikes and after two strikes, I tell you the year. You tell me the years of them. Right. Okay. Okay. So I'll have you go first. Um, here, I'll, I'll tell you. And yours is <clears throat> one second i want to check one thing because i have a theme if it works out but i have to make sure it works out i would ask you to I, d- I didn't really have a theme i started no with no a no theme and lost it very quickly also yeah, I, my based on who i chose mine may be some tv stuff you just have to say if there's tv in it that's okay. usually what the rule says okay so um Yours that I'm giving you is Zoe Kazan. Okay. Okay. Uh, I would guess The Big Sick is in there. That's one of them. I would guess She Said is in there. Strike one. Oh, really? Um, Ballad of Buster Scruggs. You got that one. Okay. Uh, what else do people know her from? Ooh kind of already run through what i know her from one is obvious one is completely wild is it something that where she has like a minor role in it or something no but i bet you you're gonna say i've never even heard of it okay i'm trying which is gonna make the game very fun but still uh the obvious one is is when you hear it it'll be obvious but you got another guess before i give you the years uh i will also say one of the the biggest films that she's in or two biggest films she's in not on this list i don't think i'm as familiar with her filmography as you are because i've i've already gone through the big ones i know her from all right well guess one (laughs) like i genuinely can't think of anything else she's been in say a movie for strike two 
<laughs> well, just do it then, because I'm not going to... All right, strike two. I know she's not in. They're 2012, 2014. I will say one of the movies she wrote. Oh, Ruby Sparks? There you go. Okay. I haven't seen it. It was on our long list for Joey's January. It'll next to whenever I can convince you to do it again, it'll be on there. Sure. Yeah. A year or two. Um, so that's the obvious one, you would say? Yeah, because she's a multi-hyphenate there. That makes sense. So, and then the other one is crazy. Yeah, just say say a word, say a title, a random title. Maybe you'll get it. Uh, again, I just can't think of stuff she's been in. Well, I'm say a three-word title and hope for the best. Uh, only God forgives. No, uh, in your eyes. Never heard of it. I don't know that I've heard of it, and I I know her as a human being. <laughs> Joss Whedon wrote it apparently. Oh, that's a yeah. shame. Well, he also wrote a Titan AE, so sorry about that. <laughs> All right, why don't you give me yours? All right, I've got to pull up the actual list or the actual uh, IMDb page. Yes. Uh, so the first one I'll give you is, um, uh, you know what? I'll mix it up a little bit. Uh, Donald Glover, and there is some TV in here. Atlanta. Yep. All right. Um, I he's on another TV show. I, is it Community? Yep. Okay. Uh, Spider Man Homecoming. Strike one. Okay. Um, I am running out of Donald Glover movies. <laughs> um, C two can play at this game. Yeah. Well, he's he's. He, I'm trying. It's funny that it, he's so much more known for roles he doesn't get. Um, mm, I'm not going to do well on this one. Uh, I, I know him from something else. What am I thinking of that he's in? Oh, The Martian. Strike two. Wild. All right. What are the dates? What are the, the two movies? Uh, the Like two movies, right? Um, they are, hold on, let me confirm. <laughs> They're both movies, yes. Um, uh, 2018 and 2019. Oh, I'm not gonna get it. Uh, one of them I think is super obvious. The other one I would never have gotten. I gotta, th- I, I gotta think of Donald Glover movies. Because the problem is you think of him as like, um, you know, uh, he should be Spider-Man, right? He should be either Spider-Man. And that never um, worked out. Um, one of them is obvious and one of them is not. One of them, like, you'll kick yourself. It's so obvious. Big movie? Very big. Well, relatively big. Big budget movie. Certainly. Oh, uh, oh, Solo? Yep. Okay. And the other one is big or small? I'd say pretty small. Pretty small. I, I, hmm. What would he be in? Um, I, 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 I can only really think of one other movie that I know him in, and it's not 2019. So I'll just, I'll just guess one. Uh, Magic Mike XXL. Nope. It's Guava Island. Sure it is. 
an Amazon it, original that's, I, I guess it's a movie. It's 55 minutes. So it's like a special or something. It's uh-huh. like a, mu- it's a musical thing. I never saw it, but it's, it's um, his, his main director from uh, Atlanta who also came on to Mr. Yeah. And Mrs. Smith was behind it. It's the it's the wild aspect of the IMDb game, which even gets wilder because now that I've pulled up his his uh, dates, 2019 was also the Lion King. <laughs> yeah, wild that that's not in there. <laughs> yeah, um, weird. All right, your next one. I'm gonna make it a little easier for you, and then Appreciate we'll get a little it. harder. Uh, Kumail Nanjiani. Okay, I sense a theme here. Yeah. Uh, by the um, way, there's no TV on this. No TV. Okay, that is good to know, actually. Yeah. Um, I would still guess The Big Sick. That's one. Okay. Um, Eternals? Strike one. Really? Yeah. That's wild. Okay. I think I could text Kumail, like, well, whatever, send him a message now, and I don't know that he would get these. Oh, are they pretty obscure? They're not obscure, necessarily, but they are not indicative of Kumail Nanjiani. Uh, Stuber? Stuber's one of them. Okay, okay. Um, Ghostbusters wouldn't already be on there, would it? No, I won't I won't count that because it's a not-released movie yet. Yeah, okay, I didn't think so, but I'm just trying to think what... <laughs> not Eternals, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, okay, what else, what else? Men in Black International? Strike two. Your okay. dates are 2010 and 2017. A uh, bit of a range. Yep. I don't know what I would know him from in 2010. Um, 2017, there is a lot. It's also the year of the big sick. Okay. Don't guess the big sick again. No. 2010 is... His feature debut. Okay. Is it like uh, Funny People or something like that? It is not. Okay. He's also, I don't believe, in Funny People. Well, I, I mean, I didn't remember him from it, but I know there's a lot of stand-ups in it, so I wasn't yeah. sure if maybe that... I believe he's in the five-year engagement. Um, but uh, So you're, you're struck out, right? Uh, am I? Yeah, because I gave you the dates. So that meant you okay. struck three. So... Um, 2017 is the Lego Ninjago movie. Uh, never would have guessed that. Yeah, and then his feature debut is a movie I've seen and don't remember he's in it. Sorry, pal. It's 2010's Life as We Know It. I don't even know that one. So I know it because it was. it's directed by Greg Berlanti, and at the time he was making uh, Green Lantern, I was curious what he was up to. And it's a completely forgettable like rom-com with uh, Catherine Heigl and Josh Duhamel. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know I mean, the trailer and you know the visuals of like, this looks I think like. I know the poster actually yeah, more than anything. Yeah. Like very overly lit. If you can kind of yeah. imagine like, look, like this is a rom com. Why are we lighting it like it's like, like I don't get it. Um, probably shot by like a way overqualified cinematographer. Like Janusz Kaminski or someone Maybe. like that. Maybe. That is one of my favorite things about um, Apatow at this point, that because he can get them, like, Kaminsky, um, like, like Andrew Dunn shot this movie. Do we know Andrew Dunn? Not offhand. Andrew Dunn did the perks of being a wallflower, crazy, stupid love, precious. 
This is a real cinematographer. No nominations, I think. Um, what will be his big thing? I, I, when I heard Andrew, I thought it was going to be Andrew Leslie and be like, wait, <laughs> King Kong? Notice I'm That's skipping not nothing. Thing. Well, he made something else, but I'm skipping over that. Um, let's see. Uh, Apatow, let's do this quick rabbit hole while you pick up your next person. Oh, I've got him ready, but go ahead. Okay. Um, so the 40-year-old virgin is uh, is Jack N. Green, who worked with uh, Eastwood for a while. Right? Uh, I think sure. that maybe did Unforgiven. Like, it was before he, he did Tom, before he turned into Tom Stern, right? Um, knocked up is Eric Edwards. I'm not familiar. I'm sure he's very good, and I'm just missing it. Funny people is Janusz Kaminski. Okay. I know I didn't just pull it. Didn't he also do the big short? I feel like one of the January ones I just watched uh, was Kaminsky. Um, what did Kaminsky? Um, well, first, when we, when we continue with this, this is 40 is Fade and Papa Michael. Um, you know, uh, Alexander Payne's guy. Oh, sure. and also And also um, James Mangold's guy. Oh, right on. Ford v. Ferrari, I think, is his only nomination. Uh, what did you see Kaminsky do? I'm going to tell you right now. Well, I saw him in something uh, do something recently because I rewatched The Post. Oh, sure. That's a good one. Because I had rewatched, um, I think I talked about this in a previous episode, Bridge of Spies was on. And I was like, wow, what a watchable movie. I kind of had that weird feeling of like, I want to watch The Post. Like, you know that like completely strange feeling of like, I have a very specific movie craving. And it's yeah, not totally. like the best movie. It's like that feels like the movie I want to watch right now. And you know what? It scratched a like real good itch. That movie's so interesting because he made it in like 20 minutes. Yeah. No, I remember. I mean, I saw I it on a plane and I, I don't remember a ton about it, but I remember enjoying it. I mean, I had a slightly different experience seeing it. I saw it with, with them. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like it has a very um, like quick pace to a Spielberg movie. Like, because didn't he make it in six months or something like that? Like something insane. Yeah, pretty quick um, I don't see a Janusz well, Kaminski that would have seen. He, uh, it was the yeah, year it was, when he did uh, two back-to-back, right? Yeah, he 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 talked about how he had to basically tell Warner Brothers, like, guys, you're going to hate me, but I'm I'm skipping out on some work on post-production for Ready Player One. I'm going to go make this other movie and then come back. Yeah. Also, Neither I think I figured right. it out. It, I don't think it was a January movie. I was showing um, – didn't he do Jerry Maguire? He did do Jerry Maguire. Okay, I was showing it to Kelly because she'd never seen it, so that's what I was thinking the, of. The wildest credit on his resume is Little Giants. That is wild. I, I kind of like Little Giants. I want to go back and see if I notice it. I won't, I'm sure. Um, so so that was uh, – this is 40 was Faden. Trainwreck is Jody Lee Leips, the indie cinematographer. Uh, which I th- he, he did uh, Lena Dunham's uh, Tiny Furniture and Girls. Okay. And he did Manchester by the Sea, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Like, real, like, arty-farty. Oh, cool dude, I interviewed him. But, like, very interesting selection. I, yeah. I, I kind of love this at Apatow. I was like, what's the most interesting cinematographer I can get? Let's get him. And I remember asking Jody about it. And he was like, yeah, it's 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 interesting to be able to be like, I know this is a comedy, but let's make it look as good as it can. And that's apparently a novel concept. And the king of Staten Island is Robert Ellswit. Oh, that is a big name. Like, I'm sure there's a better payday for these than than all, than a lot of the other jobs. But like, what a cool thing! I love about that about about Apatow. 
All right. Well, Are you ready for your? Uh, yeah, like it's it's very it's worth like patting him on the back. I don't know that you notice it in the movie beyond like cool, right? But I love that. Like, why not? Right? Would, yeah, like, absolutely. why not hire Kaminsky if you can? All right. So who are you giving me? Uh, so next up, and uh, this one isn't going to be as hard, I don't think, as I initially thought, but Tessa Thompson. All right. Um, Ragnarok. Yep. No TV. No TV. I don't know that she would have been on any TV I know. Uh, Creed? She, she's on Westworld. Uh, oh, yeah. Creed is on there. I gave up on, on Westworld. Um, Most I'm gonna take a, Westworld gave up on Westworld. That's true. That's they did. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a uh, is without giving me uh, too much of a hint. Are there indie films on this list? Depends they, on your definition of indie. Okay. Uh, what about Passing? Yep. Oh, okay. Because that is a small indie film. Just happened to be a Netflix movie. Um, Annihilation. You got it. Oh, cool. Awesome. Uh, my next guess would have been Sorry to Bother You, but I think that was a little esoteric. Oh, wow, I aced that one. Yeah, very well done. I I, oh. I was hoping for a Westworld or something indie in there to throw it off, but... It is more fun when there's the case. something a little uh, offbeat. All right, so your next one, that you've kind of figured out my theme. So your next one is Anupam Kur, the dad from Big Sick. Oh, you no, got it. I'm kidding. kidding I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, it's Zenobia Shroff. No, I'm kidding. Um, I, I know I have a different theme. I, th- I was hoping your theme was, is it big sick people? And then I was just going to be like, oh, well, try to guess this. Actually, you probably could. Oh, no, you can't. I was wondering if you could do Zenobia. But no, I mean, if it's like Miss Marvel, the Marvels, the big sick and another thing. <laughs> you would have only gotten one. <laughs> oh, um, what do you what do you think the theme is? I, well, if it's not the big sick, then I need to hear the next one to guess. Oh, it's it's stuff from Joey's January. Oh, I just happened to figure like, why not do two people from that? Um, we're gonna we're gonna throw it back a little bit. Morgan Freeman. Okay. No TV. Oh, well, no, I wouldn't think so. That's an interesting one. Well, he was on TV uh, when he got a start, so like, yeah. And also, but- isn't he on? He's on that Tyler that Taylor Sheridan thing now, right? Is he? Lo- uh, lioness or whatever? Yeah, but that wouldn't be in his top four. <laughs> Not for why, why would some of these be in anyone's top four, though? Yeah, but Morgan Freeman's more famous than everyone we've said so far combined. That's true. Um, Shawshank. Strike one. You're kidding. Yeah, on IMDb, which listed as the number one movie of all time, strike one. That's insanity. Okay. Uh, the Dark Knight. You got it. Okay. Oh boy. You really have a lot of. You really have a Nolan-centric question to ask yourself now. Well, yeah, because now I'm wondering, is like, is it just like most? <sighs> okay, I'm gonna gamble. Is Batman Begins? Strike two. Damn it. Two thousand four. Uh, okay. Nineteen ninety-five and nineteen eighty-nine. Uh, Driving Miss Daisy. You got it. 95-2004. March of the Penguins? Strike three. What year was March of the Penguins? I thought that was 2004. Uh, Let's look. March of the Penguins. 
was 2005. Ah, I was close, though. Is, oh, oh I, I know it won't count, but seven? Uh, that's your uh, 95. Okay. So 2004, you got wrong, is his Oscar movie. It's Million Dollar Baby. Oh, well, the movie I never think about. Mm. All right. You got another one? How many more do you have for me? I have, uh, I believe I have two more. All right. I yeah, I have two more. more. So, so far, have you gotten all three at, at, at yet? Or have you gotten all four yet or no? Not yet. Okay. So, one nothing. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, my next one is Mods Mickelson, and there is TV. Hannibal. Yeah. That's the it for TV, right? Yes. Good, because I don't know anymore. Um, Doctor Strange? Yes. Um, another round? Yes. Okay. It's going to get a lot harder now, because, again, I run through the ones I know and then don't think about it. Um, Casino Royale. Strike one. Absurd. <laughs> That's probably what he's most known for. Um I know I'm wrong, but just for, for your sake, is it Riders of Justice? Strike two. What year? 2012. 2012. International film? Yes. The Hunt? Yes. Okay. All right. I, I, I'm good at that I, one. I feel like that was a little cheating to give you that one, but fine. I would have gotten it because my, my guess would have been like Vinterberg, right? And then I also didn't know if there was another one of his. Once I get into a rhythm, it's a little easier. Yeah. Um, let me give you an actress from Joey's January. Um, let's see if this person makes sense. Um, sure, this one should be a lead. Jennifer Garner. Okay. What movie was she in for this month? Oh, Draft Day. Okay. And there is TV. Okay. Uh, well, then Alias? Yes. Uh, Daredevil? Yes. Okay. Um, Juno? Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, just one more. It's 2 nothing. You got to get this one. Yeah, yeah. I, this isn't a guess. I don't think draft day would be on there. Okay. Um, trying to think what else she's been in. Uh, is there more TV or is it a movie? No, more TV. Okay. Electra? Strike one. Okay, that's fair. Um... It's probably like a rom-com. Oh, oh, no, no, no. Uh, 13 going on 30. There you go. Not a perfect score, but you're on the board. Two to one. That movie I hate. This is the last one you have, right? Yeah, I only have one more. Okay, so if I get it, I win. Uh, yes. Oh. I will say that if you and, and can now that get... I Now that I've said that, I realize that I made it way too easy for That's you. That's fine. I will say that if you if you get the last one that I have... And you run it in all four, we'll call it a tie. You know what? I'm going to change it. This one is way too easy. Well, give me that one anyway. We'll just do a one that doesn't count. I'm curious. No, no, no. I'll tell you okay. after. Tell me after. Uh, but I will give you another actress. How about... I think I'm going to finish on an actress for you. Because I thought Are of a good doing... one. 
Are you doing one more than me? I have. I'm going to give you one more, depending on what happens, right? Uh, well, because if okay. I miss if I miss this, you have a chance to tie. Okay. Okay. I've got one. Uh, Penelope Cruz. <laughs> Can I ask a leading question? How many of them are in English? More than one of them. Okay. Um, Vicky Cristina Barcelona. Yep. Okay. Uh, I gotta figure out which Bardem movies, right? Um, hmm. Uh, Vanilla Sky? Yes. Okay. Am I out of English movies? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Um, the Counselor. Strike one. Thank God. <laughs> um, nine. Strike two. All right. Uh, 2011 and 2006. 2006. Oh, it's, I think I'm getting the year right. Uh, Volver? Yep. Okay. I got I got the Almodovar. I know there had to be one. Yep. 2011. I don't think there was an Almodovar there. Oh, crap. It's hard, right? It's going to be hard for me, probably. Potentially. Mm. Um, the problem is I think I know it, but I don't know it. Which is the problem. So you're going to get a chance to tie. Because I'm pretty sure it's a Pirates movie, but I don't know the title because I don't care about those movies. Pirates of the Caribbean. Johnny Depp is a creep. How close was I? How close was Johnny Depp as a creep? <laughs> well, I'm right, but what's the actual title, right? Am I, it's a Pirates movie, isn't it? It is. It's on Stranger Tides. I never would have got At World's End. Like, is that one? Is that a real one? Uh, yes. Davy Jones Locker, maybe, right? Uh, no. There's like seven of them, right? Five. There's a lot of them at this point. And there's five of them. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean... Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides, right? We just said at yeah. World's End. I, the first one's Curse of the Black Pearl, but it's also just pirates, right? There's two more. Um, well, know. and the two more are five and two. You haven't gotten the second one yet. Yeah, I, I don't remember the name of that one. Um, and the the Dead Man's Chest. Yep. The fifth one. I looked it up. Uh, Dead Man Tell No Tale. Oh, this is just like fucking pirate word jumble. Yeah. Okay. Can't wait for that sixth one eventually with no Johnny Depp. Nope. I can't wait. Uh, what was the easy one you were going to give me? Uh, I was, uh, well, because originally I was thinking this was a different game. So I had uh, Lupita Nyongo. What game did you think we were doing? One of the other ones that we've done. Oh, okay. Um, all right. You're gonna. You have a chance to take it. You can tie if you if you get all four. If you ace it, I'll give you the win. Okay. But you're gonna have to earn it. Your actress is Elizabeth Shue. Oh well, I'm fucked. <laughs> I'll, I'll do it, and if you really struggle, I'll give you a second chance with an actor. I literally know two movies that she's been in. Well, let's hear them. Leaving Las Vegas and Hamlet Two. 
Ah, you didn't even get the second one. Yeah, then I can't do it. Are you fully out of it? I don't know anything else she's been in. Okay, I'll give you a backup. Uh, the other ones were 87, Adventures in Babysitting. Oh, uh, I okay. I haven't 2000, seen 2000, you have seen, which is Hollow Man. I haven't seen that. You haven't seen Hollow Man? You should watch a shitty horror movie. Oh, should I? Should I yeah. broaden my palate? <laughs> it's Kevin Bacon. Come on. Um, no, the and, joke being I watch so many shitty horror movies. I know. Uh, and 97's The Saint. Oh, yeah. I would have never gotten that. All right. Um, I have an idea. Let me see if it's if it's doable. I'll, I'll make sure it's not too hard, but not an easy one. Like, that was hard. Especially when you said I haven't seen any of those movies. Yeah. This one could either be... Leaving Las Vegas is the second performance of hers I've ever seen. This one could either be... Okay. You can do this one. So trust me, you can do this one. Okay. Reginald Vell Johnson. Okay. Okay. Uh, We'll die hard. Yeah. There is TV on this, by the way. There is. Uh, Family Matters. There you go. Is that all the TV? Yes. Okay. Um, Die Hard 2? Yeah. Okay. If you can get the next one, you'll win. Is it Turner and Hooch? Sorry, it's not. So you, all you can do is tie now. Um, oh, God. He's not in Die Hard 3, I don't think. I don't believe he is. Uh, no. If there was TV, would you? It's there's not. But would you believe he shows up in the TV reboot of Turner and Hooch with Josh Peck? Oh, is he? This is gonna sound insensitive. Is he still with us? I believe he is. Also, I think that he's would playing be the, the same character. Oh well, yeah, he's, it's set in the same continuity. He's David Sutton in Turner and Hooch. Is it also an 80s? Is that set in the 80s? The TV series? No, he's, no it's um, Josh Peck is playing Tom Hanks' son. Oh, really? He's Scott yeah. Turner Jr.? I guess so. Well, because he's playing Scott Turner. It's the same name. Oh, then I guess he doesn't use the junior. That's wild. So then presumably maybe Hooch is, or the Hooch here is Hooch's son or grandson or whatever there's potentially some incest going on in this show well yeah dogs don't have that problem Um, they've kind of they've kind of decided it doesn't bother them i'm blanking on well guess again and you'll get a you'll get a year um is he in one of the beverly hills cops i don't know offhand well, I Which assume it's not one of no. those, so count that as my guess. Okay. The year is 1984. Yeah, see that? <laughs> if there was TV, did you know that he's on Invincible? Who's he in Invincible? He's the voice of the principal. Oh. He's I, Principal I, Winslow, actually. I don't remember that character. I don't either, but I believe them. Um, You've seen this movie. I've, I've seen this movie. Okay. I will say it's an early role of his. This is an example of it's his third role. You don't ne- you've seen the movie, you wouldn't necessarily recognize him in it. 
But if you think of the IMDb game, it's a movie that would be included in terms of scale. Sure, sure. I don't know, like Lethal Weapon or something? I'm sorry. I win the game. He is, wait for it, the jail guard in Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah. I never would have guessed that in a million years. Yeah. The other three make sense. Well, you came close. You came close. And I like this game. We do, we've do. we gotten much better at it, though. Oh, speak for yourself. <laughs> I mean, you got you got two right. Something. Uh, would you like to try a game of celluloid? Do you want to wrap up? Or do you want to do another? What do you want to do? Uh, sure. We can do some celluloid. All right. Let me try I the quick. I can't remember which one this is, though. This is the one with the cards, so I have to tell you your cards. This might have more setup than I want. If it does, uh, we can do something else. Yeah, this has more setup than I want. Uh, let's do the Rotten Tomatoes game. Some, okay. more, some more guessing one. The celluloid one, I think I have to pull out. The, we, I think we talked out the instructions and made up our own game last time. Oh, well, then, yeah. let's. And I liked it. We liked it. Because remember, we started to argue about what counted as like a sci-fi movie and all that crap. Sure. But I think we need to do that. Uh, probably need to set it up before we start recording. All right. The Rotten Tomatoes one. We also had our version of the game. All right. I will tell you the score and the year. You tell me the um, the movie. 2004, certified fresh 90%. Movie we've mentioned already. Oh, Million Dollar Baby? There you go. 1972, 89%. I'll throw in nominated for Best Picture. 70. Oh, um, The Godfather? No. Oh, nominated. Mm. Um, Very quotable. At least one quote. Horrifying when you think about the quote that it actually is. Uh, I'm blanking. Deliverance. Oh. Wild that that movie's an Oscar nominee. That's also a blind spot. Not what I'm in any rush to fill in. It's worth one day. 2001, 19%. Ooh, brutal. Um, Your hint... You want... Okay, make a guess if you want. You can make a guess. I'll give you two guesses. You can make a first guess if you want. No, no, give me a hint. Uh, The star of the movie was in a much better version of this, and they repeatedly kept trying to make this happen for them. Oh. Diminishing returns of the same genre, let's say. Uh, Oh, well, that... Okay. Is it like Deuce Bigelow or something? No, but you're in the ballpark in terms of, like, taste. (laughs) Wrong actor, though. The other, the other guess I had was uh, Freddy Got Fingered, but I don't know if that's the right year. Um, I don't know. You're also wrong. But, like, again, you're not that far off. It was Saving Silverman. Oh, I also... Jason Biggs. I'm not, I but I, th- I think the hint made sense of, like, after American Pie, let's put him I in as I've many... I maybe... I don't know that I've seen anything that Jason Biggs is in. 
I, I genuinely don't know if I've ever seen a performance of his. Interesting. I'm sure you have. But I've, we'd have I've to seen figure like it out. bits. I've seen bits of American Pie on TV, but I didn't like it. Okay. Um, 99, 22%. Uh, um, we've mentioned this movie on the podcast. Overall or this episode? This episode, you've mentioned this movie on the podcast. 99, 22%. Oh, Titan AE? No. More recently on the episode than that. Uh, Hollow Man? I don't know. Nope. Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo. Oh, incredible. <laughs> Literally one of the last things you mentioned. Uh, 2011, also 22%. Filmmaker people have strong opinions about. Uh, 2011. You could watch their latest movie, but you haven't. I mean, that could be true for a lot of people. You could watch um, that movie right now. This second. Nothing is stopping you except indifference. Uh, I, again, I, I think this is a wider net than you're thinking. <laughs> the internet has very strong opinions about this filmmaker. I mean, the internet has strong opinions about a lot of things. Yeah, especially this filmmaker. Uh, was there? A, is it a Transformers? No. Similar filmmaker. Uh, Much more of an internet filmmaker. And what was the score? 22. 22. The internet has strong, and I can it's a watch movie the latest, but I'm indifferent to it. It's a movie that would love for you to think that it's a clever takeoff of a classic story, but it's really just a piece of shit. Oh, that's me editorializing. Wildly overqualified cast. I'm gonna kick myself when I get it. Uh... You really will. Your wordplay is interesting, also. Kicking and screaming? No. It's Sucker Punch. Oh, yeah. Very... Indifference is very... Yeah, okay, no, no, that all checks out. I gave you excellent hints, in fact. That was was game show quality. But you know what the problem... The key flaw was that I'm so indifferent to Rebel Moon, I literally forgot it existed. That's true. Um, Okay. I've got a couple of them here. I have no idea if we have... um, on any of these but let's see okay 93 71 percent started a franchise see the game for me is the clues 71 percent started a franchise oh jurassic park no um had an original song by a deceased uh musical artist now deceased also Probably some animatronics, but the animal in question was an actual oh, animal. Oh, um, Jumanji? No. Free Willy. Oh. Because <laughs> when I think Free Willy, I think the Free Willy franchise. There's like five of them. I believe you, but I've, I don't think I've even seen the first one. 
I've seen the first two or three. I know Michael Madsen even checked out at one point. Oh, imagine that. Mad- Michael Madsen checking out of something. Uh, he kind of makes it a style, though, doesn't he? Yeah, well, but that's like, you know, that's the whole style. Yeah, I mean, you've seen him do a couple of other things, but yeah, like, laconic is like what he does. Iconic yeah. in his laconic. I interviewed him once. Nice guy. Um, has like a million, like, sons, I think. Like, I remember he was, like, giving the car keys to a kid while I was talking to him, which I always think is kind of, like, a real, like, homey. Like, it makes you feel good about them when they're doing, like, a life thing while they're talking to you Uh, in a way that, like, makes no sense. But you're just like, oh, he doesn't have someone giving them the car keys. I don't know why that's a thing, but, you know, Um, not that I think he's, like, rolling in money, but he probably makes a good living. Assuming he's kept it. Uh, 1999, 27%. You would probably, if you've even seen this movie, consider 27% generous. It's a movie that certain people feel like is the best movie ever made. As many, if not more, consider it one of the worst movies ever made. Um, The filmmaker fully torpedoed having a career. Oh, wow. Is it like Showgirls? No, Showgirls is better. And Paul Verhoeven has a career. Well, this well, filmmaker yeah, no, actively right, right. sabotaged himself. Uh, okay. It, it sabotaged himself with this film or just in general? In turn, made another film after this, at least one, but like the it was potentially the next like it cool filmmaker. But with such a miserable prick, they didn't. Uh, it didn't happen. And what he, year? Ninety nine. The best year for movies, except for this one, maybe. The ninety one percent audience score. But a lower critic score. Twenty seven percent critic score. Hmm. Oh boy. I feel like you've either not seen it, or if you've seen it, you hate it. Great. <laughs> You are aware of this movie, though. Uh, hmm. Gosh. It's amazing audio. Yeah, I know. I got nothing. <laughs> uh, the Boondock Saints. Oh, yeah. I don't like it. I, I well, had a feeling. I, I like Willem Dafoe in it, but... Um, yeah, because he's insane in it. Yeah. Um, 2006, 69%. Nice. Very, I don't even know if memes were a thing at the time, but it's it's maybe the OG movie as meme. Uh, Revenge of the Sith? No. Um, got retitled and people got very pissed about it. Got retitled? People heard about a, a change in title and were very upset and they reverted to the original title. In 2006? Yes. All I can think is Edge of Tomorrow, but that was years later. No. Snakes on a Plane. Oh, sure. They're good clues. Yeah. 2004, 24%. Also generous. Movie you wish you could love. There's a version of this movie you would love. But it sucks. Hmm. 
2004. The star will be in a movie this year that we mentioned early on this episode. Uh, now, you to, now when we play this game, you have to pay attention to the episode. Well, I think you sometimes expect a lot of me this late at night. I mean, it's um, later for me. It's not a competition. That's true. Um... I did. I did. Well, the the it problem was, is, like, if you ask me the movie, I can probably guess the year. But if you tell me, ask me to think of all the movies that came out in a given year, that's when I come up with blanks. Okay. Um, um, wants to be. It should be like epic horror, but it's an oh, epic fail. Man? No, it's Von Helsing. Oh, but I was in the right ballpark. Yeah, yeah, I got you. I, I mean, the game should be for me to help you, but I'm just, I'm I'm very enamored with my clever hints. I got a couple more and then we'll wrap. And by the way, it was a competition before and I won. Well, the other game was a competition. <laughs> yes. This one isn't. That's true. All right. 2007, 28% started a franchise. The franchise's sequel titles love to have wordplay. Uh, f- wait, what was the the first 2007, game? 28% started, started a, franchise. a franchise. There's at least three, if not more. They get very cheeky with their titles. Hmm. Probably, if you, you probably didn't see it. If you did, you didn't like it. Actively annoying movie. Cartoon adaptation. Cartoon adaptation. They made an absurd amount of money, I feel like. Oh, 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 uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks. There you go. You got one. For bonus points, can you name the sequels? Uh, one of them is the Squeakwool. Yep. And one of them is like Chipmunks Go Hawaii or something. I think that's the plot, but the title, I believe, is a Chipwrecked. Oh, that's right. No, okay. 1992, 21%. Audience score 65. Better movie, I would argue, than this score. Started a franchise. Um, its origins, you could argue, are very craven. Oh. Hmm. Sports. Sports. The lead is from a acting family. Major League? No, but you're closer than you think. Well, great, because I didn't think I was close at all. You're so close, actually. In one way. In another way, you're not at all. Hot Shots? No. You focused on the wrong actor, but the right family. It's the Mighty Ducks. Oh, sure. Emilio Estevez, not Charlie Sheen. And Craven because it's Disney and they made a hockey team <laughs> and a cartoon. Oh, uh, yeah. Two more. I'd see, I, I'm more familiar with the cartoon than I am with the cartoon. Uh, wasn't the bad, except for the fact that they also fought crime. They had like I a. Like, they were more of a crime thing. The hockey thing was kind of a 
like their afterthought. The, the crime thing was how they covered their tracks, essentially. Even though their like jet was under the rink, and like the ice would open up. Right, I'm not making that up. I just remember they were aliens. Oh yeah, they're alien ducks to it. Drugs. Um, <laughs> two more. 2017, 17%, inexplicably 63% audience score. TV show adaptation, really bad. One of the leads, I think, should have an Oscar nomination. It's a TV adaptation from 2017. Yes. Part of a trend in like, oh, let's make this into movies. It's like Yogi Bear? No. Not super wrong, but like not not close. I, I, I should I should just say wrong. But I can see where you you could get there from here. But um the the one of the two leads was in a movie last year that we both saw. That I feel very strongly about. That you feel very strongly about. You enjoyed as well. You were a fan. You would probably back up much of what I think about this person. The other person, I think you have a stronger opinion about than I do, but for different reasons. You enjoy their work, maybe without considering it high quality. Oh. The TV show was not considered good, but it was popular. Is it like an older show? Um, you were alive when it was on, but you were a kid. Wasn't a kid's show, though. I mean, it wasn't like porn, but I mean, it wasn't not. 2017. The show was a 90s show. Okay, I was about to guess like chips or something. It's exactly that same trend. But not Bay chips. Watch. There you go. Zach Efron was the other hint. And Dwayne Johnson oh, was the sure, you sure. hint. All right. And the last one. 2016, 26%. This movie won an Oscar. Suicide Squad. There you go. I say the one for last. We've probably done it. I've probably given you the same hint. But what a way to end this episode by just reminding people that Suicide Squad as an Oscar. Which is why I'll never put anything past the Academy again. Exactly. All right. Uh, next week, honestly, I'll probably more of the same. <laughs> um, we should play these games with Steve. Um, I think he'll do poorly, but he'll enjoy it. His, his like, flummoxing as he struggles is very amusing to us. And is sort of a bit at this point, but also we do it at night and he's tired. Um, but go figure, we found a normal-length episode with nothing to talk about. And we actually got in Oscar stuff. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it works. Oddly, when we have too much to do, it sometimes throws us off. When we have nothing to do, sometimes it works out even better. Um, if any of you have a strong opinion, feel free to let us know. Um, next week, uh, is there anything? You may have seen American Fiction, right? Uh, maybe. It's possible. You'll have, you'll have probably seen something to talk about. I'll in try life. and see Sting, if nothing else. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that'll be an interesting one, because uh, you'll have more than one avenue to talk about that. 
Um, I'll have seen the Bob Marley movie. Have fun. That's, yeah, that's not a that's not a audio issue. That's me having no reaction. Uh, at least it's not like two and a half hours long. I think I would have skipped it if it was. It's like an hour forty something. I can probably handle it. Um, and I will probably I'll actually I'll try to watch Robot Dreams. Oh, cheers! Well, when Steve comes back, I want to hear about it. Um, what else will I watch? I'll watch Perfect Days if I can. I know you're curious about that one, also, right? Yeah. That one's supposed to be good. Um, Up until late in the year, I was mixing that one and Fallen Leaves up a lot. Even though they're not the same movie. But they both played a can and they have like a similar kind of title. Um, And there's something else that I have a link for that I was supposed to watch. Um, What the hell would it be? It doesn't matter. It's not important. It's not something that anyone else is watching but me now, I think. Anyway, so... We'll see. Um, and uh, and yeah, uh, the Super Bowl is on Sunday, so I'll enjoy that. We'll, we'll probably talk about if there's any interesting trailers. Yeah, that, that'll give us a, a few minutes to talk about. I know that um, several uh, companies are going to kind of sit it out like they do. Yeah. Which, listen, I, 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 I get it, but also I, I don't get it, if that makes sense. Like, financially, I understand. But shouldn't you... I don't know. I feel like a lot of these places are oddly too conservative. Not that they were ever, like, not. But I see a diff. I, I don't know. Like, wouldn't you want your movie to play in front of a bunch of people no matter what? Well, I mean, if you look at, like, last year in particular, some of the big blockbusters, which would normally be fodder for this kind of thing ended up losing a lot of money i think conservative is exactly how they need to play it when audience tastes are maybe not as predictable as they used to be and it depends on the type of movie like last year like air ran during the super bowl and like that's maybe smaller of a movie than normally would run but like of course you would run air during the super bowl every dad hey guess what and look that movie made what 60 million bucks domestic or something like that was considered successful. Let's see. Did it make more than that? 52. I was pretty close. Almost 100 worldwide on a responsible budget, I think. Right? It was under 100. It it made money. I want to say it was more than that because I think the upfront or the distribution deal or something was like pretty crazy. Well, I know they, I know, I know that the budget was not inexpensive it might have been 70 80 90 million but i know that the amount that they got from from amazon mgm was substantial and that's how they were like we made money like this was great for the the crew well they made money amazon lost money (laughs) i think that's also part of what they want like we don't really care if amazon makes money the crew gets money this time Um, i think amazon probably broke even also they just like apple just like netflix have that whole like underwriting situation of, well, this is part of our our thing now, right? Though I guess um, Apple might want to rethink that after Argyle. Mm-hmm. But like Argyle sucks, mind you, and I know you're no longer interested if you even were. Um, Mildly, but I'm yeah, I can see it in theaters. No, you'll catch it on streaming, possibly, maybe. Um, Next time you end up with an Apple product and get a free trial. But yeah, uh, $17 million opening 
for a two hundred million dollar movie. Yeah, not good. All right, um, Miles, you can say where you can be followed, and uh, tell me your if you could if you could choose any movie to have a trailer during the Super Bowl, preferably one that's not going to just for the sake of fun. What would you choose? Sure. Uh, well, you can follow me on both Twitter and Letterboxd at Miles on Film. That's M-Y-L-E-S on Film. Please uh, check out my short films, American Exorcist and Once Upon a Dracula. They're both on YouTube under Aftershock Pictures and Chase Capo, respectively. And stay tuned for more details about uh, my new film project, uh, Title to be Revealed. Uh, and as far as, uh, oh, Instagram at Marvelous Miles, mm. uh, as far as a trail, I mean, yeah, cause the obvious ones are like Deadpool and apes and some other stuff. Yeah. Um, trying to think of what I'm even excited for this year. <laughs> it's not a long list. Yeah. Um, do you think that's the, the, the shutdown well, throwing things off? Nah, because I think we're kind of out of that period now. I think it's just, I don't know. A lot of the franchises that I could sort of hold on to is like, well, I'll be excited for the next Marvel thing. Like, yeah. I don't really feel that way anymore. So Yeah, they got to they gotta win you back. There's Deadpool and three Sony movies. So, you know, fucking whatever. Which, by the way, isn't Madam Web coming out like in 20 minutes? Yeah, can't wait. No invite. Uh, honestly, honestly, that one might have some so bad it's good charm to it. But, like, you got that, you got Craven the Hunter, you got Venom 3. They're about to tank the brand, and they're not even connected to the MCU. Yeah. And yet, two of those three you, you're kind of interested in. I think you're, I think Venom... Uh, like, can... half of one I'm interested in. I am not interested in Venom 3. No? Don't put words in my mouth. Didn't you like Venom more than I did? I don't like Venom at all. Okay, I think it's I didn't like got... it. I, I think the second one is better, but I don't think either of them are good. Fair enough. Um... I don't know, man. I want to f find out more about Mickey 17, but that release date is TBD, so it seems unlikely. Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't go like Furiosa. Eh, we already got a trailer. I'm good on that one. Oh, you want a first trailer. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, if you want a new look, then it's just I'm just going to say apes, even though I think we're almost definitely going to get that one. Fair. Uh, all right. Uh, you can find me at Joey Magazine, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, all those things. Awards Raiders on those things, yada, yada, yada. Um, not realistic, but I would love if, like, just to see what happened, we'll deal with the fallout kind of thing. Terrifier 3. Red Band. Shh. At half. Oh, I have, I have heard a rumor that Maxine might be in there. That would be near that. I was see. I almost thought that was like less likely, but also like not as unlikely. I think you got to do Terrifier three, like just throw it out there. Um, Maxine would be a great. I I can't wait. I'm more excited for Maxine, uh, give or take. Mia Goth possibly being a, a shitty person, but yeah. Well, we're running well, out of excuses. Which <laughs> yeah, we're 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 running out of excuses about like well we could just exclude the like we just have to go back to like the sports of it all like yeah they're all they all suck and when you can embrace a good one that's all all better here just for you for some reason only you have this trailer but you have no choice you have to watch the trailer for joker folio do oh you that's funny well i i probably will just out of morbid curiosity but I, one trailer is all I'm giving it, and if that trailer doesn't sway me, I'm just writing it off. 
So what are the odds like one of the songs is called like The Joke's On You or something like that? Uh, it seems likely. Yeah. Is is Todd Phillips still writing this one? I, I think so. He is. No, he gave up power after the first one. Yeah, right. Um, According to IMDb. Scott Snyder, I want to say, although I could be wrong. Uh, so, something Snyder. Maybe well, this is not accurate. Okay, there's more. Because I was like, the three before you click on more from uh, IMDb was Paul Dini, Bill Finger, and Bob Kane. I was like, they did not. <laughs> uh, I'm sure at least half of them would be rolling in their respective graves about the prospect. And when you scroll down, Jerry Robinson, he did not. Bruce Tim, he did not. Uh, yeah, it's Todd Phillips and Scott Silver. Silver, that's it. Yeah, Scott Silver, who I believe wrote Joker. Co-wrote, yeah. And also The Fighter, I want to say. He's got two Oscar nominations. Am I right mm. that it's The Fighter? I think it's The Fighter. Sounds it right. is The Fighter. Well, one good movie, one bad movie. What else did he write? The Finest Hours. That was okay. It's the boat movie, right? With Chris Pine and uh, Casey Affleck. I'm aware of it. I never saw it. I remember it being fine. Yeah, Craig Gillespie. That's fine. Yeah, he wrote that with his fighter, like, co-writers. He actually wrote 8 Mile. Oh. Interesting. And The Mod Squad. Not good. Certainly a varied uh, filmography. Yeah. Do we know of, like, new people in Joker as we're Uh, sort of wrapping up? Brendan Gleeson, I know, is in it. Because according to this, also Catherine Keener and Steve Coogan. Oh, haven't heard about that, but sure. Who the hell could they be? They're, gonna, they're not playing like actual people, right? It's just going to be. Well, like, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not anticipating like actual interesting DC characters here. Who would Brendan Gleeson play? Clayface. I'm sure he's playing like a prison warden or something like that. Probably. He could do Clayface, though. Yeah, but they're not going to put Clayface in the fucking Joker musical. <laughs> no, but he might be in Batman Part 2. <laughs> Well, uh, he would be a good choice for that and that, but... Catherine Keener, I bet you, is going to be, like, Harley Quinn's, like, Harley. You know, like how, like, she interviewed Joker? I feel like she's well, going to be doing like, that. her, like, shrink or whatever? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I agree. I could see that. Um, here's the other question, and then we'll then we'll wrap, because I don't care enough about this, but Zazie Beetz is in it. Didn't he maybe kill her? No. But didn't, like, I thought he, I thought the, like... Kissing her and everything was a fantasy, right? Yeah, and then he shows up in her apartment, but then he just leaves. Okay. Wow, I came up with a darker version of that movie? Well. Well, you know the alternate ending, right? I don't think I do, but... Oh, there's a there was an alternate ending where he kills Bruce Wayne, the kid. Oh. Well, <laughs> there wasn't all there was. I, I like, wonder why that didn't didn't pan out. Yeah, there's a there's a I think after he gets out of the car, maybe. Like in the the car accident, right? That's around the time the montage has like the the crime alley thing happening, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I the think, timing would work. I just I okay. think the original they originally shot. But like to what end? Well, the 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 they don't even know because I like he's, I understand he's even is, he's even less Joker now if Batman doesn't end up existing. Well, I think the it, I think that's maybe why they cut it. But like supposedly he like stumbles out of there, ends up in crime alley, sees like Bruce Wayne crying pulls out a gun and blows him away and just kind of like shrugs and walks away. So there's no Batman in this world. He just gets to be so, Joker. 
then it's just, no, but then he's not Joker. He doesn't get to be Joker if there's no Batman. Oh, I know. Oh, God, I'm, I'm angry about good. this fucking movie all over again. But you know it's dark. It's not even that dark. It's dark in a hot topic kind of way. It's dark in the way that Joker's dark. Here, here's here's the quote. Originally, the ending in the hospital was different. He's in the hospital and he laughs, chuckles when he's thinking of something funny. And she's like, you wouldn't get it or whatever. Apparently, you're supposed to flash back to uh, Thomas and Martha Wayne. And I, I guess it was him killing them. The boy screaming and crying. And he turned to walk away, turns back, shrugs, and shoots the kid. Credits. So the thing he's laughing about that you wouldn't get is just the Joker origin from Batman 89. Yeah. Cool. Yep. Good take on the character. Congratulations on your Oscars, you insipid fucks. (laughs) All right. Uh, We should go. I think think over the course of this, you've managed to convince me that I'm not even mildly curious about Folly Adieu. That's true. Until the trailer comes out, you're like, ah, fuck. Uh, I don't knows. know, man. I'm skipping the new Ghostbusters trailer. Um, I kind of like the trailers because they look like the the real Ghostbusters cartoon to me. I didn't in like a sense that of like, time. see, I like that. So that's that. I think that's where the difference is there. But that's a fair like difference of opinion in terms of like interpretation. Um, last thing, because I just see it. I was pulling up my hundred films to look forward to thing just to see for like trailers. That, like, Radio Silence monster movie that's, like, actually coming out soon that we still don't know anything about. No, we know what that is. That's Abigail. Oh, really? Yeah. That's what that is. Oh, I thought it was still, like, rumors. What is Abigail? It's the vampire ballerina one with uh, Melissa Barrera. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah, that trailer just came out. (laughs) Oh. I should check that out. Is it good? Yeah, it looks good. Oh, yeah, excellent. I'm excited for it. Okay, because uh, I... Stevens is in it, Catherine Newton. Because I think, like, last I had checked on it, it was still like, hey, it's coming out in April, and it was still like untitled Universal Monster Movie by Radio Silence. Yeah, I, w- I mean, it's within the past few weeks or so, but yeah, they did the title, poster, trailer, the whole nine yards. Giancarlo nice. Esposito's in it. Nice. I'm into it. Yeah, because I think that was, was the vague plot we heard. It was like, oh, people kidnap someone and it's Dracula's daughter or some shit. Yeah, that's basically what it is. Or I don't know about Dracula's daughter, but she's definitely a vampire. <laughs> All right, it's based on, I think, Dracula's daughter, which is like a hundred year old yeah. movie. All right, cool. See, I learned something at the end. All right, we will be back next week with probably a similar mess. But Steve will be here, possibly. Uh, and we won't do it on Valentine's Day because I'm not that cruel. No. No. <laughs> we should make Steve do it on Valentine's Day. Well, you're not going to make me do it on Valentine's Day. <laughs> no, no. We, we record in two parts. You get to do the – no. Uh, that would be extraordinarily mean. Uh, we'll be back next week. We had fun. Hopefully you did too. Uh, apologies to Steve for the dead air he has to work on. Sorry, Steve. I like the dead air pause before you said that, too. Well done. Uh, all right. We'll talk to you guys next week. Bye, y'all. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe and to visit awardsradar.com for the best in awards and entertainment content.